Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. We are on episode 76 titled, Should I Have Life Insurance? As always, thank you for tuning in on this wonderful day, wherever you're listening. Make sure you five-star rate, subscribe, and review. Support the podcast in whatever way you can. As always, we're going to talk about what's in the news. What is in the news this week? Always a busy week with news. I'm going to break it down to the best of my abilities and tell you my angle, my thoughts, straight from the hip, as always, Finance Roundtable. We're just going to skip that to this week, and we're just going to talk a little bit about our question of the week, which is going to be, should I have life insurance? It was a topic that was brought up this week, and I just wanted to break it down. I know we've talked about it in the podcast before, but maybe a little bit more in depth this time and talk a little bit more about should how you have life insurance. So as always, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. What is in the news this week? Let's first start with the market update. Uh, as we sit here Thursday morning, the markets um, are pointing lower. They're down right now. I think a lot of this is driven by a, a scare of the COVID variant. You know, we've seen Japan declare a state of emergency in Tokyo for the upcoming Olympics. Uh, but they're trying to rebound from cases because of the COVID variants that are floating around now. You're seeing that a lot of companies that were betting on this economic comeback, just pulling back a little bit, the market's a little skittish uh, of what's going on. The variant is something that we, we don't have a good hold on. I don't have a good hold on. I don't even think the scientists that are dealing with it have a good hold on it. So that means that people are going to take a step back, take a little bit of risk off. Um, and we've had a great June. We had a great June in the month, in the market. We had a great first half of the market. So this is to be expected. You've seen a, part, a little bit of that is just taking some risk off for investors that have done a great job. But again, long-term investors, you don't need to do that. These are opportunities for us uh, for smartly doing it. I've seen a lot of people do it the wrong way. It's funny enough, you know, a person that work with, you know, had some different things that they're in their own account, did it the wrong way, came to me and said, hey, this is not what I should have been doing. Please help. Um, and you're just seeing that. You're seeing people trying to outsmart themselves when they're really not that smart. Uh, in some cases, not that individual, but in other cases, other people trying to do that. So that's what's kind of going on in the news. Um, you'll see a little bit more talk about, you know, what, you know, the Olympics are doing. They're banning spectators now. Um, you'll probably see the VIX rise a little bit, but, you know, we're all, all in all fine. I think once we get a handle on this variant um, and have more understanding, if the vaccine protects versus this or what data we can finally un un uncover from it, you know, we'll see that. But you might see more lockdowns in different areas. I, heard, I know Europe is thinking and there's different things going on over across the pond. So we'll hear more about that. But in other news, the big news when it came to cloud wars um, last week or this past week was the Microsoft, Amazon uh, government contract, Pentagon $10 billion cloud computing contract. It was awarded to Microsoft in 2019. There was a battle with Amazon, um, but apparently uh, uh, the Amazon, you know, has appealed the decision by the government and now the contract was disbanded. So um, pretty much, you know, two years after the DOD wants to reassess this options and now Amazon and Microsoft will both be solicited for proposals for a new contract for a kind of slightly different proposal. Um, they disbanded that $10 billion cloud computing contract and Amazon was up huge on that news. Um, and so that's interesting news. I think you're seeing more cloud computing wars, two big players in that space, Amazon and Microsoft, obviously. Um, and so how you can gain a big contract from the government or from other large corporations is, is incredibly big to a fast growing market. So big, big news in there. 
our cloud computing market is 214 billion. It's a 214 billion market. So there's going to be a lot of jockeying for position there. Um, and you'll see a lot more of that. In quick blip news, Donald Trump has filed a lawsuit, a proposal filing lawsuits against Facebook, Twitter, Google, and their CEOs after they removed him from their platforms. We'll see what happens more with that. And and what's going on with this? You know, we've talked a little bit about it. And tell me how your companies are handling this. But this remote versus hybrid versus go back to the office, what is going on? What does that mean for central business di- districts? A lot of business districts, a lot of big cities rely on their business downtowns and their office spaces. And you look at Boston and San Francisco, for example, office space makes up 70, 80% of downtown real estate. Um, and if you're moving to a hybrid model, what does that do to that real estate? Um, you see large banks push employees back to the office in NYC. 74% of Fortune 500 CEOs across the country are looking to cut office space, though. So as we talked about this, we moved to this more you know, decentralized area, hybrid work from home, which I think a lot of majority of companies will do when you saw that you were able to successfully do it when forced. Um, what does that mean or what are the implications for a lot of these real estate offices? What does that mean? That's an interesting, interesting thing to think about. Uh, in small crypto news, um, SEC Chairman Gary Ginsler told lawmakers that investor protection rules should apply to crypto exchanges too. That's your Coinbase, your Gemini. So they're looking hard. They keep saying that they haven't really done anything because it's such a new space. Um, but they're looking into it, I'm assuming, uh, as SEC Chairman makes his remarks. And SPAC, this social media app called Nextdoor. Um, I, I believe it's more of like a neighbor, you know, you can be in groups in your neighbor around your surrounding neighborhood and talk in the groups, you know, talk about things that are going on, protect each other, help each other, complain if you're one of your neighbors and take out the trash, X, Y, Z. It's interesting. I've heard about it a long, long time ago. It looks like they're going public through a SPAC merger and they're going to be valued around $4.3 billion. Um, I just thought it was interesting news because I like, I think social platforms are interesting. Um, I, I just, you know, a lot of them can be fickle. This one's actually interesting spin on it. And I think it's a really interesting spin that would be useful in some areas. Um, but that's, that's good to know. And the battle of the billionaires, um, you know, there's a big race right now for billionaires to go to space. Uh, you're seeing Richard Branson plans to board a test space flight on Sunday. Uh, Jess Bezos is scheduled to embark on his blue origin space trip as well. Nine days um, after that, after Richard Branson, and these these CEOs and billionaires are just trying to. They're bored. I mean, if you're bored on Earth, if you've done got to the highest levels you can on Earth, what's the next thing to do? Of course, go to space. Like that's the only thing you can do when you've done everything you can possibly do on planet Earth. You want to go and try to see if you can dominate another planet. But we're all the rest of us are still trying to figure it out on Earth, so we're not ready to go to another planet. We're not ready to go to space just yet. But that's what these people are doing and they're gonna commercialize it, trying to commercialize it. It's gonna be a hefty price tag to go to space if for those that want to. But it's something that these guys are planning to do. In other Jeff Bezos news, he's no longer the CEO of Amazon, uh, the company he founded in 1994. Um, left the CEO position as the richest person in the world, has a $200 billion fortune. Um, he just bought a $500 million super yacht. Uh, but that doesn't mean he's still not involved with Amazon. People thought, oh, just because he's leaving, it's going to tank the company. That makes no sense. Andy Jassy, the cloud computing boss, is now moving into CEO role. And Jeff Bezos will still be on the board and chairman. He'll be on the board. He'll be involved. He just won't be involved as heavily. You know, your board runs and makes the 
the decisions of the company. Um, they oversee, you know, a lot of it, just meeting their quarterly meetings and whatever they meet, the board meets, but he won't be as hands-on as he was prior after the running company for a good, what, 30-some years, 40 years or whatever. Um, so that's interesting news and cool news. And, you know, what's next for them? Obviously, he's trying to go to space, trying to be more philanthropic, trying to, this is, there's interest from him owning an NFL team. So many things you can do when you're the richest person in the world. Uh, but that's interesting news as well. And what about other people that aren't billionaires for, for the great resignation? They're saying that more than 4 million people or 2.7 of the U.S. workforce quit their jobs in April. That's a record going back to 2000. And all 41% of workers globally consider leaving their current employer this year, according to a survey from Microsoft. Why? I think workers who didn't like their jobs but stuck with it during the period are not sticking with it anymore. Many are retiring early and cashing out on the booming stock market and rising home values. People have reevaluated their career paths. And after an unprecedented year, which allowed for more reflection, um, some people are looking for better work-life balance, but I've seen it. I've seen a lot of people saying, F this. You know, uh, in the restaurant industry, there's people that just, they're, they're leaving jobs, they're not getting paid they want. They're just sick of certain things. Um, and they're reevaluating certain things. You're seeing that. And that's why employers are having such a hard time hiring, you know, for certain jobs. Um, and, and people are starting their own thing. They think there's greener pastures. It's called the Great Resignation. You're seeing the effects of it all over. You're seeing it. I, I do think people should think carefully and plan. But I mean, if you're not happy in something, why do something you're not happy with? That's the dumbest thing you can do for your life. You have one life one there's not another and a lot of stuff you've been told about how to live it is not true Un unwire your brain and think a little bit clearly and then make decisions from there definitely definitely make decisions from there um but that's what we have for news this week because that was your shorter section but a lot a lot let me know if anything i missed um and we keep rocking out on this thing folks i always appreciate the people listening because we keep doing things the right way team new street again appreciate you let's go on to the next section which is question of the week question of the week folks we bought it back personal finance topics at your finest leisure from your expert, myself. And let's talk about an interesting one, life insurance. Um, I have the cop, the um, question from a client about life insurance or what it, what is it, should I get it, not? And it's an interesting question. I think it deserves a, a topic and it deserves time to look at and analyze. And the principle behind you know life insurance is simple. In theory, it's, it's also morbid, but since you pay small amounts monthly, so that when you pass, a beneficiary of your choice gets a sum of money approximating what you would have earned had you stayed alive. That's literally it. That's term life insurance. That's literally it. Um, that's yeah. That's whole life. That's that's it. It's nothing more than a replacement plan. It's nothing more than a risk hedge. I don't see it as some sort of investment. Like people are like, oh, it's an investment. Like a lot of you know low income people get tricked that by certain brokers or whatever that like life insurance is some big investment that you have to have it's not really like you can leave a lot of other things to your beneficiaries you can leave retirement accounts you can leave businesses you can leave houses you don't necessarily have to do it with life insurance a lot of people get it through their employer already 
Like it's sometimes it's offered free. Sometimes it's offered for a little tiny small premium that's subsidized by your employer. So it's not some sort of investment that you have to have. And a lot of people that get tricked into it, you know, if you are, you know, a self-employed person and you don't have it through an employer and you are taking care of and you're looking after and you are the breadwinner for a multitude of people and you want another risk hedge, you already have different things, whether it be retirement accounts that have beneficiaries on them, whether it be, you know, the business that you pass out, then yeah, that may be another way to risk hedge, but it's not something that's explicitly needed um, just in case. And again, it's, it's a thing that's, if something bad happens to you and it's, you know, the younger you are, the easier it is to get it, the less your premium is, the older you are as you go closer to passing on, you know, it's hard to get. Your premium is higher. Any health complications, your premium is higher. Um, so it's more of a risk hedge if you think that something's going to happen to you. If you're younger and you're like, you know, knock on wood by God's grace, you don't feel like anything's happened to you right now. You can have it. You don't, it's not a must have. It's a hedge of bread. Remember, it's really just insurance. When you're buying life insurance, you know, it's really just insurance. So it's a way to hedge yourself to the risk hedge. I've always said that. Um, it's a lot for like, uh, you know, there's a people that are really conservative who like to hedge themselves and do that. But again, I believe there's no explicit need for it when you can do this in other ways where you actually make an investment in retirement accounts or brokerage accounts that, again, can have beneficiaries on them that are passed down. It essentially does the same thing, just better because you're actually increasing your investment amount, whereas in life insurance is a steady amount that will just be given and the sum is just going to stay the same for most basic life insurance plans. Um, so again, I, I, I'm iffy on it. I, as you can tell, I'm not a huge, you must have it person. If you're super you know, worried about something or you're self-employed, maybe, but I, don't, I think I might have touched on this a little bit prior. That's my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts. Um, if you have it, if you don't, if you need to talk to New Street about what makes sense for you, please let me know. We're always here to help. Um, and, and we'll go on to the next segment. Personal life update, end of show ramblings. We are back. As always, thanks for listening. Keep sharing and telling your friends and family to New Street what we're trying to do. There is, you know, and I didn't mention this during the the news section, but yeah, I'm just tracking what's going on with COVID-19. There's been over 3 billion doses of the vaccine administered in over 180 countries. Nearly 4 million, over 4 million deaths reported worldwide. Uh, 463,000 new cases reported worldwide July 7th. Um, this is interesting. I, I don't know if this is we're having a flare up or what's going on, but the scientists will keep us up to date and I'll be reading to understand, but, um, we're, we're seeing something. So I'll keep my eyes tracked on, on what that essentially is. Um, and yeah, it feels good to, to, again, we have the reopening the summer, the weather's still nice. Hope everyone's staying safe. Hope everyone had a good long weekend. I tried to enjoy myself a little bit as well and relax. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're back at it. We're back to the grind and we will continue to grind. And again, to folks, we thank you for listening. We made it shorter this week because as we come back to work, you always have to ease back into it, you know? So we made it shorter this week. Thank you guys for listening and we will see you next week.